The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Oh, that's it! Man, you again! I wasn't always like this, but uh, <laughs> just it, sometimes it happens. I just forget everything and I just do stuff. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's <laughs> dangerous. Listen to me, we're at it. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. It's myself. Jimmy Bird is out spreading his little wings, spreading his, his laughter to the masses with his stand-up comedy. I still don't know where the fuck he is. But we got the great Brett Okamoto with me as co-host. Brett, how are you, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I've been on the show a few times, but never as a host. So I don't know if that'll be any different or if it'd be the same. I'm telling you right now, you don't know what the fuck you're in, in for right now. We're going to have such a good time. When I, It's all about chemistry, Brett. When I look at... See, when I looked the other day, we had Dean Thomas on. Mm-hmm. Me and Dean Thomas, I see as just a couple... We could be in like a buddy cop movie with yeah. all Panta. Yeah. You got Phoenix on. We geek out sometimes about nerd shit. Jamie English used to train with me. He's got that old English vibe, a proper vibe. Me and you, Brett, we're such, oh my goodness, you couldn't be more different. Look at it. Even today, look at us, the contrast with our <laughs> shirts. All yes. right. With all fucking heads. Look at you with your beautiful hair. You're going with like a like a, I'm telling a you. villain in the layer type type look. I don't I don't know. I this is one of those things. I look at us like if they did like a reboot of the you ever hear that old show called The Odd Couple? Yeah, yeah. Imagine me and you in a show like rooming together. I think it'd be I started, I'd be a fucking mess. I could see dude, you at home, be honest. Mm-hmm. I get not just what's behind you, because I know that's your little your work, your work area. Mm-hmm. You're a messy guy. How's your stink? When I was a kid, I was super messy. Now I'm like, I'm pretty OCD, man. I mean, I I can show you my office. Like it's it's pretty, it's pretty spotless, dude. Like so much to the point where like uh, I I start to line up my pens so that like you know they like the they're in like you know very very neat. It's 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 what I work best in, you know. So I I don't know if my wife would agree with me, but yeah, I feel like I'm pretty. You and your wife, do you have like? double sinks do you have your sink and she has her sink yeah now when it comes time to clean the bathroom ever how many days whatever it is yeah how are your sinks looking is yours almost as pristine as hers yeah. or does she look at it is isn't it it is 
Yeah. Except, you know, I, I shave, you know, and then like, uh, it's the hair that's a problem on my side of the sink, you know, little shavings and, you know, my eyebrows get out of whack sometimes. Right. I got to trim them up a little bit. And so I got the hair around the sink. That's about it. I would say it's the hair for me because I have to shave my head too. So it's almost like extra. Mm-hmm. But it's also the fucking toothpaste. No, dude. Dope scum. No. Brett, Brett my, poor, not- my wife. Oh, my God. She's a saint. Thank God for her. She, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a fucking. Do you have your own toothpaste bottle or do you and your wife share one? We have the same one. You have we the same one. We, we do you guys push from the bottom? Yes, I usually do. I'm okay with that. My wife, as clean as she is, pushes from the middle. And so there's all this crust and nasty stuff around the top of the... I hate that, man. And it is so easy to avoid. It is so easy to just push from the bottom. When you say the toothpaste thing, no, the toothpaste is actually a problem on her side, man. She's got toothpaste all over her freaking counter, not me. You know what I noticed that is very uninteresting, but I'll just say it anyway since we're talking about <laughs> yeah, sure. oh, no, no, everybody already tuned out. They're folding this. No, no. That's what you want to hear on a podcast. You know what is super boring, but I'm going to go into it at length. You don't need that much toothpaste. I always put too much on. So I start brushing him and it falls out my fucking mouth. Anyway, listen, welcome to UFC. <laughs> just, just to play, play it safe and pretend like, pretend like we just started now. Brett, we got fights this weekend. How come you're not in Singapore? You don't like that long flight? No, no, I uh, I would actually be there, but me and my wife just got back two days ago from a 13-day trip to Portugal. It's like one of our first vacations together in years, um, like because we, we had the kid, like COVID and everything, obviously, you know, so we did like um, two weeks in Portugal, just me and her kind of bumming around the entire country. So I would have gone, but I just got back and I like I literally would have had to come out of the plane and get on a plane and fly to Singapore. How was Portugal, man? And what do you and did you do like sightseeing there or was it just I did a lot. So I did uh, it was kind of like five vacations mixed in one. I did like an island where we did hikes around a lake. OK, and then I did wine tasting. And then Lisbon is kind of like like New York of, of Portugal. Like it's a big, bigger city, a lot of different stuff to look at. Um, and then we kind of drove off and saw some medieval castles kind of closer to Spain. And then if you go to the South Coast, it's kind of like their version of Mexico for us. And that's where all of like the beach resorts are. So then we just chilled and, and hung out for a little bit. The, uh, the wine tasting. Yeah. Tell me about that. They got that here in Long Island. I want to taste wine. I go to Ciro's Garage. He's got the homemade shit right there. I'll taste some Ciro's. Wine. Oh, that's my, my father-in-law. Oh, yeah. He, he, Zero's Garage is where you go for the wine tasting. All I do is when I drink, I drink his grappa to digest. Mm-hmm. I drink his homemade wine, him or Uncle Tony's, because I know what I'm getting. It's 100% pure. Like, there's no preservatives, whatever. I see the way they make it. And I never get, I never get nauseous. You know what I mean? Hey, listen, I went to, uh, speaking of nauseous, I was just in Vegas. I did a, there was a little, like, show they were doing it was something with the ultimate fighters uh that won the ultimate fighter coached the ultimate fighter and and won the title so it was me bisping and forrest juliana and rashad yeah speaking of red wine holy shit man i don't know if you know this but michael bisping could put him down a little bit you ever know that about <laughs> you, have you ever heard a rumor about that i might i might have i, I might have known that yeah i'll tell you brett i'm used to zero stuff so not only did i get lit during this whole shoot with yeah. my, my, me and Michael were the only ones uh, drinking. But unfortunately for my wife, and my, I, I made it to the toilet with, with some of the vomit. But also, she's like, in the shower. I go, well, look, at least it's in the shower. Yeah. When you're going to have to, when you lose your shit, when you're vomiting. Isn't yeah. it better to do that in the shower? I mean, I would say the toilet's the best place to do it. But It is the, be- it is the best place. Yeah. It is. But the second best place 
it's, I mean, it's better than the carpet. It's better than my car. I mean, I've had my wife throw up in my car like three different times. One of them was the first day I bought it, dude. And I know that she's a puker. And I went and picked her up on the strip and I was driving her back. And I was like, I can tell you're going to throw up. I'll pull over right here. You can throw up in the parking lot, you know? So not only did she not do that, Matt, yeah. where she decided to puke, I rolled the window down for her then. And she threw up into like the window cavity. You know how like the window, if the window's down, that like some of the puke could actually go into the physical door itself. That, that's, how you, that's how you know when you're truly a when you're truly in love with somebody and you really feel for them beyond just how pretty they are or anything like picture it like this, whenever you're dating somebody, you could, and you're not really into them, the smallest thing they do or did, or it could turn you totally off. But then when you're totally in love with somebody, I would, my wife, I would clean up her vomit. I'd hold her hair if I had to She doesn't do that. I mean, but if she did, not that you're not, anybody could, but if they did, I, you know, you, I don't know. In my wife's defense, this was like 10 years ago and we were living in Vegas. She was like 25, you know, 24. So she gets a pass on that. I bet my wife wouldn't do that like every week. She's not like a lush. But I'm trying to say is that when you love for somebody, you know, you do some things, you know. You know what? One other thing I'll say about this conversation is that you mentioned that, that maybe, maybe on occasion, Bisping has been known to have an alcoholic beverage. I will tell you right now, and I won't go into the story, and I don't think Mike would, ha- would have a problem with me sharing this. And like you said, no one's watching the show anyway. Uh, the only time I have missed a flight in my life yes. was Michael Bisping's fault. And, right. and now to this day, when I'm at a bar and, and, and if, I, if I'm in the mood to do it, I'll call it the Bisping. And what the Bisping is, is you order a shot and a beer. And that's like one round, right? So you take the shot, you drink the beer. and then you continue to have bispings as, as the night goes on. And that the night that he, he taught me that is the, the night that I resulted in me missing my flight the next day. That explains a lot. A, a bisping. Oh, that's going to catch on for sure. That's what I call it now. I call it, I call, I call it a bisping. When I decide like I want a shot, I usually get like a shot of Jameson. Oh, a beer. A hundred percent. That might be just totally normal wherever he's from. Fucking it was his thing. It was his thing. He's like, yeah, man, this is what I do. And I was like, all right, I'll do it with you. And neither, neither of us made our flight the next morning, actually. Hey, man, I'll tell you right now, that guy, what, a, what an inspiration he is. And, you know, I, I've been talking to him recently because I don't know, I don't know if I told you this or if, if you're aware, but I'm getting a fucking, I'm, I have to get both my knees done, but I'm getting a knee replacement on the 28th of this month, bro. Oh, man. I know. I've been really, like, it's something I've been putting off for a while. But uh, because I can still do jujitsu, you know, and I can fake it when I walk like to the octagon for the corner of somebody or here and there. But I'll tell you, Brett, I've been a mess lately with my knees. All yeah. I can do is jujitsu. That's all I can fucking do. I can't. The ru- running's out of the question. Walking, not, not a far distances. A far distance, I start. I know what I don't like. I don't like looking feeble because I know I'm not. I'll rip a fucking arm off. So I still feel good rolling. And, but but walking when your knees are that bad, like mine are, like totally bone on bone, you look, you look like a fucking, like an old man. This thing was walking like this. I remember being with him in Abu Dhabi when he was still allowed there. And I'm like, kidding. speaking of drinking, but, I'm like, no. but I was with him in Abu Dhabi and uh, he was walking horrible. And that's when he had one knee done and the other one had to get done. Now I look on his fucking Instagram. He's like, oh, I'm in Singapore. I just went for a run. I'm watching. He's running again, man. Yeah, he really is all the time. He's doing everything. So that really, it really motivated me. Like, I really, it really, like, it gives me a lot of hope to be able to 
to do what I want to do. You so know? you got to do both of them. I got to do both. <laughs> I know. You, doing, like you'll do them back to back, right? Like, I'm doing. I mean, they say that like between like around three months between them, you know, so you start rehabbing the first one and then a hundred percent. I like that better. I don't want to be totally, yeah. you know, not able to do anything. You know? Well, that's good, man. Yeah. It sucks. I'm sure it's going to suck, but I bet you'll be glad when it's over. I bet you'll be glad you did it when it's over. Hell yeah. So listen, we got, I, you know, I'm, again, I'll be Kamora Savage turning into Kamora Cyborg, but as long as I'm able to fucking roll, that's my thing. Oh, look at this. Is this a good sign or not? Look who's calling me. Do you see that? What does that say? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I normally don't do this. It's very unprofessional. Hey, Longo, I'm talking to Brett Okamoto. Do you want to say hi really quick? Hey, Brett. Hey. Hey. All right. Yeah. This is very unprofessional. He's not used to this. I'm actually on the podcast. I'll call you later. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, the whole the whole audience wants to know about that, but I'm going to be down there tonight from 5:30 on. <laughs> okay, thank you, Ray Longo. Talk to you later, buddy. No, no, he'll keep talking. He'll keep talking. All right, Longo doesn't care. You're like, yeah, I'm actually on the podcast right now. It's a live show, and he'll be like, oh, great, and he'll just, he just kept talking. He just kept telling the way. I go I'm on the <laughs> podcast. He goes, oh, hey, listen, I'm sending the guy down to your school tonight. He's bringing a kid. I go, hey, dude, did I? <laughs> it's great. Hey, he texted you. Could have texted me that, Ray. Definitely have texted it. So, hey, man, listen, this weekend, let me look at the card. Let's look at the card, Brett. Okay, let's look at the card. Now, where and where, where has Johanna Jojacek been? Where has she been? Huh? You, you talked to her recently? Yeah, yeah, I have talked to her. She's been enjoying life, man. Uh, I think she reached that point in her career where, like, so let me bring, let me bring up her, her record so I don't misspeak. I like, the, you like that I start right in the middle of the card. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, wherever you want to go wherever you want to go man uh well you know what though in your defense the reason why you started there is i think Joanna is pretty much the most interesting person on the card because of what you just said where's she been i mean what what where was she and like she comes back how is she going to look two years later you know in a tough fight um i mean motivation at the end of of someone's career when they've been off two years um and she lost her last four title fights, right? I mean, Rose, Rose, Valentina, Whaley. There's some that were razor thin, though. They really. Oh, oh, certainly. They were all close, but. It's always a strange thing when you're like, yeah, but she lost the last four. It's like, but did she? I mean, I mean, her, her fight, I think her, was it her second fight with Rose, which was really close? Very close. Yeah. And, and Whaley was split. So oh, a lot of people thought that she, she beat Whaley. I think, um, yeah, it's a very close fight. I think after that fight, it's not just because of how her head looked like a blown ballooned up. Yeah, that doesn't, you know, that's part of it, but it, it might not be a bad thing for her to take a break after something. Yeah. Like that. Don't you oh, think? I, to- I totally agree, but I also think it's a fair question to say, okay, you took two years off, you're making money outside of the cage. Like, what are you going to look like when you come back? Um, I'll say one thing that, uh, well, I'll say two things actually. I talked to Mike Brown, like, had a really good conversation with him about it. And he said his biggest concern was how big is she going to be when she comes back? You know, that are we going to have to lose all of this weight before we can really even get in the camp? And he said that he was like blown away by how good of shape she was in. Now, she wasn't like sparring. Like there's a difference, you know, in like the just the the mindset of, of keep being in good shape and then also being a fight camp. But I guess she showed up like really lean, good. And, you know, it's a tough weight cut for her. So that was pretty key that she already came into camp in shape. Um, and then, dude. Rose losing the title, 
was just a huge mental lift for her because if Rose keeps that title, man, I, I don't think that they're going to have Yoana face Rose again in the next fight. I just don't think they will. And so like when she sees, hey, there's a new champion, it's Carla Esparza. If I beat Weili Zhang, I'm going to get a number one contender fight. Like it was just this big mental lift in the middle of camp. That's very interesting. That matchup between uh, uh, Joanna versus uh, the champ, Carla, Carla Esparza. That'd be mm-hmm. very, that'd be very interesting because, you know, Joanna is hard to keep down. She's really hard to keep down, and she's got those elbows that can cut you from anywhere. Hard to take down. I mean, you know, you've seen her fight, you know, girls that are really good at grappling and just either take her takedown defense is great, and, and her, her getting back to her feet is phenomenal. So it's like, I mean, she might look at that like, look, I get past this. That title shot's right. You know, it's within Rem Grass. Dana already said it is. Dana said that's the title fight. And, and she's already, dude, she whooped Carlos Barza. She beat her for the championship. She, they fought and she oh, beat her. Oh, shit, dad, what am I thinking? Whooped her, dude. <laughs> really, really beat her up. So I think she, like, that's what I say, a mental, mental lift. She's like, if I, I just got to beat Wei Li Zhang, and I'm very confident I can take out the champion because I've done it in less than nine minutes the first time. Let, let me ask you, Brett, because you're a guy that does his homework. Uh, you know, Valentina Shevchenko has just been looking unstoppable. I mean, she's just, she's such a complete fighter. It's not, and, and it's never one of those things you're like, well, do you think she's going to lose her, her hunger or her, her focus? You know, she's just a disip, a, a, as disciplined as they come. You, when, her, when her favorite hobby is going to the fucking range and she, like, you know what I mean? She's just such a badass that this is, that this is just the way she lives. Yeah. Who, for her opponent, for everybody listening, they might not be familiar with Santos. They mm-hmm. might not know who Talia is. Mm-hmm. Well, what could, what could you tell us about her? I mean, the biggest thing I would say, at least me speaking personally, um, that makes this interesting. And let's be frank, Matt. I mean, Valentina has created the situation where we're looking for ways in which, like, is this fight going to be interesting? You know, because she has been so dominant. And it's before what you said. This is all she likes to do, dude. Like, like you, you can like when when certain champions have won a lot, so certain guys are like, well, they're going to have an off night at some point just because just because their mind's going to wander, they're they're going to slack off in the gym. You yeah. know, you can say that about almost every champion, or at least I would say the majority of champions. Where at some point, man, you're going to get them on an off night. But Valentina just does not have off nights because she lives this, she breathes it more so than probably any fighter I've ever covered. Um, Talia Santos can finish girls though, you know, like you, you pull up her record and you look at one point and yes, this was earlier in her career, but you're looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight first round finishes in a row from, from Talia Santos. And she's coming off of a first round finish against Joanne Wood. Um, she's got power. She's long. I just, Asking any of these ladies to to beat Valentina Shevchenko for three out of five rounds and take a decision, I just don't see it happening, man. So I, you, you got to have someone who is capable of a finish. And, you know, d- no disrespect to any of the women that Valentina has faced recently, but I think Talia Santos is a better finisher than Lauren Murphy. You know, probably not Jessica Andrade, but, but maybe in sort of the same vein. I think she's a better finisher than Jennifer Maya. Caitlin Jukagan, Liz Carmouche, like Jessica I, those are all girls who tend to go the distance, right? Like at least Talia Santos can bring an element of danger. And I think you kind of need that if you're going to beat somebody like Valentina. Well, she, she knows how to win, obviously. 
I want to see, I want to see how hard she comes out in that first round, knowing she has five rounds to go. Yeah, which she which she doesn't have a whole lot of experience in. But yeah, first round is going to be interesting in that fight for sure. Speaking of finishes and putting people away, Yuri Prohaska. I mean, he knows how. I mean, he, how many? He has a ridiculous amount of um, knockouts. Yeah, twenty five at Yuri's twenty eight pro wins have come by knockout. Yeah, that's wild. My question is, who has he fought? That has the jujitsu and the wrestling, the grappling like Glover. Do we? Who? Let's look at his UFC fights. He's only he's only had two UFC fights. Is he only had two? No, it was yeah. it was um, Vulcan, right? Vulcan who's Demir, who does not wrestle, and and Dominic. So that's that's Dominic. the only two fights he had. Yeah, is that is that possible? Yeah, I thought I'd seen him more than that. Oh fuck! Yeah. Oh, well, there goes the question right there. I mean, and neither one of those guys are looking to grapple him. You know, I mean, Glover, the what he has is a solid skill set of solid boxing mm-hmm. and uh, heavy hands. And he uses it to set up basic but powerful wrestling. Mm-hmm. I mean, for him to lift, lift up um, the legendary Polish power, fucking. Uh, Blachowicz. Yeah, yeah Blachowicz, with that single leg. It looks like, is he going to run the pipe? Is he, he all of a sudden he lifts, all of a sudden he does like a, I'm like, what is he, Quentin Jackson? He's lifting him up over his head. He's, yeah. he commits. He, mm-hmm. knows how to, he knows how to use his tools. And he's dealt with very, very powerful strikers before. He's dealt with it all. Mm-hmm. But, but this dude does come at you from, from I mean, the, the, the shots that you don't expect. Like when you looked at Dominic getting hit, yeah. You see how Yuri set him up with the elbow showing his back to say, come get me. I mean, it was beautiful. But yeah. I mean, but Glover, I don't think he's going to take a lot of those baits. You know what I mean? I mean, easy to say. Yeah, I don't know. I like, I, I look at the betting lines on this fight and you know, have you seen them? I think he's a, is he a two? I don't want to say, is he a two for one? A two on- Bro, Yuri is like minus one. I don't want to misspeak either, but I think it's like minus 160 or something. I mean, he's, that's, that's not like huge, but it's significant. I mean, it, it, that's 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 Vegas saying that Yuri should win this fight. It's minus two hundred. Yeah, it is up to minus two hundred now. Yeah, I'm with you, dude. Like, I actually see a pretty clear path to victory for Glover, man. And just take this guy down. I mean, he just he took down Anthony Smith and knocked his teeth out. He took down Tiago Santos and made him quit. He just took down Jan Blahovich and choked him out. Like, why can't he do that to Yuri Prohaska, man? Uh, but it's what you said, Yuri, and like the whole his whole vibe goes with this with the hair. You know, and he's like bouncing around. He's all over the place. And then he just hits you with something that you, you said you don't see coming. So I either see this as like Glover actually kind of controlling and dominating the fight or Yuri knocking him out with uh, with something crazy. Put uh, Kudalaba on that list. I was there live for that shit. Yeah. Yeah, he went right across the Glover and he did the fucking off with your head thing. And I was, I was there sitting with Dana uh, ringside. Was that in Abu Dhabi? I, 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 it might have been. I, I'm, I forgot where that was. But I remember thinking, like, man, he was trying to take off Glover's head. And it was, and, and he was, and I think he, and Glover's got a good chin too. And he yeah. rolled with it enough to weather, he weathered a storm and then got on top. And he has some beautiful old school basic, I'm going to pass your guard and I'm going to mount you and just fuck you up, jujitsu. You know what I mean? And that's what he did. He mounted him and just, Took him out. I'll, I'm really, really excited about it. The fact that 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 Yuri has not faced a grappler. I, I mean, I, in 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 the UFC, 
is a big thing for me. You know, it's, it's just, it's uncharted waters, man. We don't know how he's going to be in there. You know, I, I, I feel Glover's going to take it. I do. I'm not asking for your prediction. I'm picking Glover too. I'm picking Glover. You said earlier you were watching that fight with Dana. Who are some of the best guys to watch fights with? Like who are the, like if you if if you were chilling and watching a UFC pay per view, whether it was there in person or like on your couch, who are your favorite guys? The best guys to watch fights with? Me? Yeah. Man, I'm kind of a hermit. I watch with my brother-in-law Edwin. He's a fighter, uh-huh. and we're kind of just chill. My father-in-law Ciro. I'm kind of chill. I went over to Longo's recently for a watch party, and his dog, Lucky, no etiquette. Brett, Longo is no discipline for it. There's no bad dog. There's bad owners. And Lucky yeah. might be cute, but when I'm eating my fucking pizza and I got that dog breath, he's on my fucking I, I say, hey, Longo, hey, Lucky, get away. Get, get out of here. <laughs> really, long, Longo? Longo. Dude, I'm covered in hair. Anyway, I, I keep it simple, man. Just a couple of my buddies. I'm usually with my brother-in-law, and we just have fun. I'm yeah, I go nuts. My whenever there's like like this Saturday, like whenever there's this one's gonna be a little different because I have a dance recital, uh, but I'll still make it home in time. Uh, you know, I get so excited when there's a when there's a UFC on because I'm at my school in the morning, and I get to get a workout in. I teach, I'm sweating, and then I get time for like a little nap in the afternoon. I, I take naps, and then I'm oh, I'm bright-eyed and bushy tail for my fights and you know and then my kids know i'm always screaming my neighbors probably think i'm fucking nuts yeah. but i love it's all i watch brett i don't it's my it's my monday night football it's my i don't watch anything yeah you know yeah. what i mean you always been a nap, you always been a nap guy or has this come on later in life i've always been a nap guy yeah i've always been a fucking i don't yeah i have been yeah i always have been you know it recharges me you know yeah. and especially back in the day when i used to compete it was almost like a necessity i'm like yo because i get such a hard workout i usually do something with longo in the morning and then for the longest time then i'd be taking a nap and then going into the city at night to be at henzo's and so i mean it was one of those just recoup things you know what i mean yeah and now as i get older i just don't sleep great at night man (laughs) yeah my my guy i got like broken rhythm with my sleeping i'll like sleep a little bit get up at like five go to my school, you know, get my head straight, get a steam and then teach my guys for seven o'clock, come back, take a nap, come out here, hang out with you. Whoever's doing my show with me, go back, fucking teach again at night. I'm living the dream, Brett. And you, travel, you travel a lot or you just do most of the shows in Vegas. I travel quite a bit. Yeah. Like I said, if I hadn't been in Portugal, I would have been, I would have been Singapore. It's gotta be. How old is your child now? He's almost two. He's turning two, uh, July 13th. So actually, the day after his birthday, I'm going to stay in Vegas for his birthday. Then I'm going to fly to Long Island, and oh. cover the cover the ABC card. When is that? When is that card again? So that's July 16th. So I'm going to fly out July 14th. I'll be there July 16th. Then I'll fly to London because the next week is London. Then I'll come home to Vegas for two days. Then I'll fly to Dallas because that's where the next pay per view is. So how, so how this is going to be different for you now when you have a child because it's when you yeah. can't bring your kid with you. Thank God you have this. Thank God the future. Back in the when I was a kid, when I was a kid. Even when you were a kid, I don't know, right? How long did you have they have FaceTime for? They didn't have this for fucking no, and, no, no. And Zoom and this and that. This is fairly new, no? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know exactly when FaceTime came out, but I, it didn't exist when I was in college. So it's post college. Thank God, because when you're traveling, you can still see your family and everything. 
My son doesn't do FaceTime at all, though. But, you know, he's he's not even two yet. So give him a little what time. What do you mean he doesn't do it? Like, he just doesn't want to be bothered? Yeah, yeah. Like, even when me and my wife were gone for two weeks, I know he missed us. But my mom would come, grandma would be like, hey, you know, mom, mom and dad, you want to see where they are? And he just, he's running around doing stuff. You know? That's so cute, man. What are you going to get any, are you, you plan on having a big family or no? I can see us having one more. One more? I can see us having one more. Yeah. I have three. It's my youngest birthday today. Nine years oh, old. Yeah, thank nice, you. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just went out to like a breakfast place. We had some food. We're going to jujitsu later. She loves her jujitsu. Nice. So we're gonna have some, you know, cupcakes for her there and everything after class. That's great. You know, it's so funny. I've never been more involved with my kids' program than I am now because I have all my three kids in it. <laughs> you know, what I, mean? I mean, I was always involved. Like, hey, you know how they do it? I have somebody else teach it. But as far as teaching it, my, I, I jump in there and myself and I teach it a lot now. You're teaching jujitsu, what, six days a week? Yeah, I mean, there's some. It, what's great about my school is, like, I'm at my school probably six days a week, five, six. But as far as teaching, I have a, a couple of set days in the mornings. I do those 7 a.m. classes. And then I go back at night. Now, I'm either teaching or training. So I like, I'm always there, though. So... I don't like at this stage to be like, all right, I'm set for these times, except for the mornings. Cause I can, you know, that unless I change the days, I usually spread them out like a Monday and a Wednesday or Monday and a Friday. And, and, but like the night classes, whatever I feel like doing, I'm going to do the advanced tonight. I do, I do the beginners a ton cause I love the fundamentals and I love to get guys hooked on it because mm-hmm. my guys blue belt higher there. They're, they're already hooked. They go, they're with us for life. They, they love it. But when people are first trying it out, it's like, I want to make sure their first experience is, 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 is not too overwhelming. And then they get a feel for what's going on here. A lot of people are nervous, man. They watch the fights and they think that's what this is. You yeah. know, they don't really know what jujitsu is. You yeah, know, I can totally see that. I can totally and, see uh, that. You know, oh shit, man. Benil Darouche is ready to uh, come on. Let's get him in here, man. We haven't talked to him in a minute. See, I talk about yeah. the kids now. Like for a minute. Hey, for a minute. How do you pull it off? You pull it off. Sound, sound natural. I only pull it off until I draw attention to it. UFC Unfiltered is brought to you by NEDS, the official wagering partner of the UFC in Australia. Aussie Fight fans, keep an eye out for this weekend's UFC pay-per-view event as NEDS offers a split decision return. This means if you place a head-to-head bet on any main card fight and your pick loses by split decision, NEDS will pay you out as a winner. Plus, you can pump up your odds with a UFC multi simply by combining your favorite markets across all fights on the card. The action doesn't stop with UFC. Neds has everything you need to take it to the Neds level, regardless of what you bet on. For those sports punters, Neds Same Game Multi is now available on more sports than ever before. And for the racing fanatics, Neds Blended is available on all three racing codes. Blended lets you pick multiple runners to win in the same race at special blended odds. It's never been easier for you to be paid out as a winner. Look, whatever you bet on. Take it to the Ned's level. UFC markets exclude South Australian residents. Split decision return eligible on first $250 state. Minimum blended odds are $1.10 terms and conditions apply are available on the Ned's website. Remember to always gamble responsibly. Please call 1-800-858-858. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Benio, you are so likable that when somebody attacks you, you don't even have to go back. All your teammates are like, how, they're like, how dare you? Talk about our good. You are, nobody does that. If somebody attacks me, I'm on my own. Maybe Dean Thomas. Ray Longo would let me go on my own. But this, that somebody would have my back, hopefully. With you, you got Marvin, you got, uh, who is it, RDA, all these guys. Giga. Yes. Oh, Giga, who's another nice, uh, super nice guy. That's how nice you are. That, that must make you feel good, no? Bro, it's amazing. I, uh, you know, I don't go on social media. I don't go back and forth. But I was telling all my friends, um, find yourself somebody who will protect you like Marvin protects me on Twitter. <laughs> what a guy, man. I Like, Marvin was so fired up. He calls me and he's like, this effing guy, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, Marvin, relax, bro. It's Twitter. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just Twitter. But, I mean, the, the, the weird thing is, it's like, what the heck? Where did that come from? What did I do to that guy? Like, I... I I don't even think I've ever mentioned his name outside of like when people ask me about him. Well, you're winning and you're about to, you're right in line to be fighting for a title. That's why he's, he's mentioning you. You know what I mean? So in the end of the day, it's definitely a compliment in a weird way that the guy's even saying anything, but I did. He deleted it because he probably realized that, you know, shit, man, he's the wrong guy to go for. He's likable. You know, also I think like, I'll just take his, uh, the fact that he deleted as a form of apology. <laughs> Uh, but no, I was thinking about it, uh, to be, to be honest for you, uh, with you, I feel for the guy because like, man, he, he's been fighting, uh, the last couple of years and it hasn't been going so well. If I was in his position, man, it would, it would be horrible because one, uh, the thing that makes you who you are fighting, like I, you got to understand, um, that's that's who he is. You could see it in, in the way he speaks, the way he talks. That's who he is. So it's got to be hard for him to like not be doing well right now. On top of that, to, to break his leg and and be out for so long. And then also you have to imagine he's surrounded by so many people that are new that he um, that showed up after he started uh, after he got famous. You know, like I got the same like five, seven, ten people that I've had before I was even in the UFC, you know. Um, I gotta, if I was to put myself in his shoes, it, it, he's gotta be feeling like crap all the time because he doesn't know what's going on, to be honest with you, you know, but that's just life. That's, um, it's just the choices we make, I guess. Are you healthy now? What's going on? Man, I gotta say, I told him end of August and I actually think I, uh, like I would be able to deliver like perfect. Cause my ankles just about good. I mean, 
I only notice it like once in a blue moon now. Like I didn't, I have, I had a really hard practice right now. I didn't notice it. Gotta say, man, I'm feeling good right now. The, the only thing I haven't done, uh, like really hard. I've sparred a little bit, uh, just striking, but not super hard. So, um, that's really all that's left, but I don't normally spar unless I have a fight. Cause, um, I, I like, I like my brain the way it is. Shit, man. Now, are we in limbo right now? What is happening? Are you, are we talking about you fighting uh, Oliveira for the title? Like, because I know there's talk about him fighting the Islam or you fighting Islam. Do you do you know any more than us? <laughs> no. So I messaged Ali the other day and I was like, hey, what's going on? And he's like, I don't even know. And, it, you know, I think what's happening is they're trying to get Charles and Islam to go. Because, uh, you know, our sport is a lot of uh, what have you done for me lately. And he was the guy who fought last. So he's more... Um, He's more on everybody's mind. Uh, so because of that, they're trying to get Islam and Charles going. But if I had to guess, because Charles keeps asking for Connor. So he's probably um, he's probably not accepting the fight with Charles. Uh, I mean, with Islam, if I had to guess. And that leaves me in limbo because my option was Islam. Uh, they were saying Islam in October. And I was I was pretty stoked on that fight. You know, I know it's his hometown or, or kind of his hometown, but I don't care. I, I don't know how long I have in this sport, you know, and there's this this small part of me that's always looking to fight like this dog, there's a dog, you know, and, and he's just, he's going to die one day and I'm not going to be looking to fight everybody. But for now I got that dog. So if it's got to be in Abu Dhabi, like we'll go to Abu Dhabi. If it has to be in Brazil, I'll go to Brazil. Like if it has to be in Dagestan, we'll go into Dagestan. It just, I just got to know where I'm going, you know, and, and who I'm fighting until, until this, uh, this dog dies in me. Now, is there anybody else besides uh, Oliveira or Islam that would, be able to, uh, you know, interest you. You know, Dustin Poirier because he's ranked so high, and then Michael Chandler because he's got a lot of hype right now. I'm not sure if there's anybody else. I know Justin's going to be out for a while, and um, I, I rather if I fight Justin, I rather do it for the title, and I'm sure it won't take long. Uh, and those are the guys I'm thinking. I know there's going to be some fights, and people are going to uh, the division's going to change a little bit, and um, you know they'll probably toss me like a. I think I'm a number six now after like after these couple of weeks, they'll probably toss me at like number 15 or something the way the rankings work. So we'll see how that goes. I'm so interested in like seeing either you or Islam fight Oliveira. And it's because it's because of your of your grappling, even though you guys are both well-rounded. He's been in trouble, Oliveira, with Poirier. He was in trouble with Gaethje. He was uh, and Chandler. Yeah, he, he was on his ass. What saved him is these guys don't want to follow him down. I feel yeah. that, like, like, you know what I mean? Hey, listen, who is to blame him, though? I mean, but you guys, you, you know, that's not a kryptonite for you guys. I, Islam, I feel 100% fighting, uh, taking, uh, following him in. And I feel you will, too. I mean, shit. I mean, I don't know. We're yet to see any. I mean, that's what's really saved him. Don't get me wrong. He's looking phenomenal. But that's really the difference. Both guys got hurt. But, you know, one guy followed him up. One guy it, it is 100% it is like um, they all heard him and they were afraid to go down to the ground with him and which allowed him to like get his energy back and uh, recover and get back in there. And the thing is, like, I remember I heard Henzo say this a long time ago. You punch a black belt in the face, he becomes a brown belt. You punch him again, he becomes a purple belt. And, you know, I, I think both uh, Justin and, and uh, Dustin, they had him hurt like they should have followed up. They should have tossed some elbows in. I mean, I, I just, I just don't get it, man. In fairness, I, they, their skill set on the floor is not like yours. 
They might just be like, they might be so instilled in the head, beat him up on the feet, then we'll take him out on the floor. But he's not so easy to beat up on the feet. What, how do you think Oliveira's been looking now? I mean, obviously he's been looking phenomenal, but what's your take on him? I think he's the most offensive uh, 155-er I have ever seen. I think, um, I think if we're talking in terms of dominance, like people try to compare him to Habib, I think he's more uh, offensive than Habib, and so he has a higher finish rate. But he lacks in defense. Uh, I think both in striking and grappling. Like uh, when he fought, the last fight I could think of is like Kevin Lee. Even Kevin Lee was able to hold him down when he took him down. He had him down for uh, one round, and it didn't look like uh, he was gonna. It didn't look like he was trying to get up. He was just trying to throw a couple of submissions up. They failed. He'd move on. I think offensively, he's incredible. I think defensively, there's a lot of holes in his game. And I think that's why uh, all these guys want to want to keep trying. You know, the problem is guys that try, they only look for the holes in his striking. So what he does, he masks those holes with his grappling. Okay, I'm hurt. I'm going to go take a second on the floor. And I know these guys are going to give me the second. And then he gets back up and he goes back to being offensive. It just, if you can't recognize what he's doing, you're going to get caught up in his game. And it's so easy to get caught up in that game. And think about it. You are Dustin Poirier. A lot of people say you're the best boxer in the game. You are Justin Gagey, the most violent man uh, in the division. When you are hurting this guy standing and then he goes to his back, in your mind, you're just getting more confident. So you're thinking, oh, we're just going to get back up and do it again. That confidence, it's a false confidence because this guy gets back up and he throws as hard as he can. The reason why Justin and Dustin are so good because they counter and counter, but this guy falls down, gets back up and goes crazy again and, and you lose the timing. Because you lose the timing, because because you're kind of not resetting, but you're, you're kind of taking a breath in the exchanges because you dropped them, he's catching you. And, and I think um, these guys don't realize it. They just got to follow him up and just drop some elbows. Brett. Brett, this is fucking intelligent stuff, Brett. Yeah, yeah. No, I was letting you go because I, I talked to Benil not, th- not too long ago, but listening to you guys go back and forth, maybe this is something that like guys like me, like like analysts and, and you know, we, we need something to talk about before fights and we need something to talk about after fights. But I'm really impressed by Charles's mindset right now. It just seems like he's a guy that uh, is owning the room, is, is showing up and like carrying himself as a champion. When you're like looking as a guy, as, as a competitor, do you weigh that in? Like, do you think that this guy is, is just like mentally, he says bulletproof. Like, does he come across that way to you? I think what he's getting good at is resetting. So whether he gets knocked down, whether he goes back in his corner, he's, he's learned like, hey, uh, just go back to doing what I was doing 100%. If I get hit, I get hit, whatever. That's not normal. Like, that's something special. The fact that, okay, I got dropped. Let me take 30 seconds here, get back up, do exactly the same thing I was doing before. Um, I mean, that's kind of the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, but he's finding different results. Honestly, if, if you look at it from the outside, not as his opponent, not as a competitor, it's incredible. You have to give him so much respect for that because it's easy to say, hey, he just resets and goes, but to do it, it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of faith. And you can recognize, you can see it in him. He, he's hurt. He gets back up. He goes back to his corner. His corner starts yelling at him. He, they start yelling at him. And he starts doing this thing with his jaw where he's like, he starts, you know, and in his head, he's like, either I die or he dies. He, you see that in him. And I think that's something I have a lot of respect for. I, I, 
no matter how you look at it, it's it's awesome. And I think whoever fights him, when when he's they see him come back for the second round or they see him get back up from being dropped, they have to see that in his eyes and they have to do the exact same thing. They have to say, hey, he's coming in fresh. I'm going in 100% too. There's no, there's no goofing off. There's no messing around. There's no uh, relaxing like, oh, I'm going to get this guy. This guy is about to come at me maybe twice as hard as he did uh, 30 seconds ago. So respect to Charles in that, in that regard. Uh, but, you know, my, my, the thing that annoys me about Charles is he's, he's trying to fight Connor. <laughs> that's so, that's yeah. the thing that annoys me. Oh, he, sees that, he sees that fucking paycheck. But it is, it is interesting, though, with him when you talk about that mindset. Because when he gets back up to, you know, to hurt somebody, you have to be there to get hurt also. So he knows that. And after he's already been hurt, he marches right back in after he gets his wits back. So that's that's very brave. So it's very interesting when you see Justin Gaethje referring because something switched in his mind. Because when Justin was going, once a coward, always a coward. He goes, I don't want to say that. But he did say it. He goes, you know, that, that mentality because he had he quit in the past. Something changed in him where he has he had the same same skill set back then. Maybe it's improved some, but pretty much the same. Something changed mentally. I, I just you know, I wonder if he had a mental coach or what what made what changed in his mind. Might just been maturation too, man. He was very, very young. He was very young when he started in the USC. I think he was like 20 years old when he started in the USC, you know? So might just be experience and maturity. There's two things that happen when you get broken. You either build back up or you just, you become uh, like rubble, you know? And uh, he built back up. He built back up every single time. And now we're seeing the best version we've ever seen. I think that's what it is. Daniel, I want to say at one, at one point, like weren't your coaches and even maybe your wife telling you like, Hey, we know that you like to fight, but we're done taking fights that don't make sense. Are you still there? Or like, is there a possibility that this thing drags out and you take a fight that kind of doesn't make sense? You fight down the rankings. Are we done with it? Man, I think so. And I don't want to sit here for like another six months and not do anything. And I also don't want to be a hypocrite. My whole career, I fought guys behind me. Like, I was ranked, whatever, I fought this guy. Uh, I think the first time was like James Vick. I was ranked number 10 and he wasn't even ranked. I fought him. And then I got into the rankings and I kept fighting guys out of the ranking and, and uh, whatever. I don't really want to change that. And, and, and the thing is, I feel the guys that are outside of the top five are some of the best in the world. I think they're the next generation. And I'm really looking forward to this next generation. Guys like Armand, guys like uh, Gamrot, um, uh, what is it? Uh, Raphael Fiziev? Fiziev. Yeah, Fiziev. He's really good. But, like, I don't know if he's going to get past Hoffa. I honestly don't think so. I think he's um, I think he's more of an old generation where he specializes in one thing. All these other guys I mentioned, they're incredible at everything. Um, and there's guys in, that, in our division that we don't, we don't even know about yet. And you guys will know in the future. There's just there's a lot of talent out there. And in the next couple of years, it's, it's going to look amazing. And I, I don't want to miss my chance to fight these guys. Like, <laughs> that's the other thing. Who knows when I'll get the belt. But like, what if I get the belt and I only fought the old dogs? That, that'd be lame. I, I got I to gotta get my hands on these new dogs, on these guys nobody's fought yet and uh, nobody knows about. That's, that's important to me too. So, um, man, Ali's going to be so pissed right now if he hears about this. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll see, man. I, um, like Islam, I really want to fight. Charles, I really want to fight. I think they're, I think they're the, 
they're the cream of the crop right now. Uh, and there's guys that are following them that are also incredibly good. So I don't, I don't want to, um, I don't want to get stuck. That's, that's the thing. Well, look, man, hey, dude, you're doing phenomenal, uh, phenomenal. And you're so, you're so young. You're only 33 years old. Do you ever give any thought on when's your last one? Like how many, how old you're going to be at this number I'm done or no, you're just kind of, you know, that's something I actually prayed a lot about. And uh, I remember having a dream. It was a weird dream, but um, I remember I was trying to walk into the octagon and like this feeling that I had that just, whenever I walk into that octagon, it's man, getting inside that octagon is scary. But once they say go, it is it is the best 15 minutes I, I can have. Like <laughs> the, 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 the like savage, the brokenness in me gets to go free and I get to be selfish for those 15 minutes. Uh, and in my dream, I just didn't have it. I walked into that cage and I had zero of it. And there's, that's what I, that's what I mean. There's going to come a day where the dog in me is just going to die. And when that dog dies, I, I, I'm going to move on. Well, hopefully when that dog dies, you'll have enough dog in you to still do like grappling matches or something. Because I really <laughs> love the jujitsu. You know, yeah. you might have to I mean, some demons. I'm trying to have 10 kids, you know. So 10 kids is going to be a little tricky to have 10 kids and, and do grappling matches. So we'll see. Is that your number with kids? Yeah, that's my m- number with kids. My wife is looking at me like I'm going to kill you. <laughs> oh, I'm not letting my wife hear that. I have three, and I kind of cut cut it at three. And my wife was like, "Ah, you, I said I wanted a big family." Like, well, we're a family of five. I, uh, yeah, I told her, "Listen, you give me four, and we'll find the other six. <laughs> <laughs> and I know everybody always goes to the wrong place. Like they think, "Oh, this guy, what a creep." I'm talking about adopting, obviously, but. Um, that's what I told her. Uh, I expect a uh, maximum four from you or minimum four from you. And then we'll find the rest. But yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. Uh, like when I'm done fighting, it's going to be, the focus will be, uh, I want to, I want to be a missionary and I just really want to focus on my kids. Now tell me what, did you always want a large family or, uh, to be honest, at first I didn't want a family at all. When I was first fighting, uh, you know, uh, God always has to break a man in order to make a man of God, you know? So, uh, just little by little, um, uh, uh, I was broken and, and rebuilt and God built me better. So I understood that, you know, you can build whatever kingdom you want. You can have the, the belt, you can have money, you can have it all. But like you start getting older, family starts looking a lot better. It starts. And I think that's something in our culture that's we're kind of losing. You know, people are getting to their 30s, they're getting to their 40s and they don't have kids and they look around and they're like, man, what did I do with my life? And I know I'm not going to have that because I'm going to see my kids and I'm going to say, man, why didn't I have these kids earlier? I mean, I, sometimes I have that, but um, I, I'm, I'm still I'm still able to have more kids. So I'm not I'm not worried about it. But like I will never regret having more kids, but I will. Oh, it's possible I'll regret having not enough kids. You know what I mean? And I've seen it a lot in people. They um, they 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 chase their career. They trace this. They chase that. And then at, um, at the end of their life they were like, was this really worth it? So I, I don't, I'm not going to have that question at the end of my life. That's, that's a beautiful thing. No wonder why Marvin Vittori got so upset. I get upset, <laughs> dude. Nobody better talk. I'll tell you, I'll be up in arms too. Hey, listen. Hey, Bernil, man, thanks for hanging out with us, dude. We miss yeah. you, man. You, you're a breath of, breath, of, breath of fresh air. Hey, Bernil, thank you so much, man. Thanks for my hanging pleasure. out with us. We hope to see yeah. you soon, bro. Thank you. Me too. I hope, I hope so too. One last thing about Marvin. Um, if if uh, he keeps hanging out with me, he might have a kid too soon. So we'll see. That's interesting. I keep showing him like, here, hold my daughter. Here, hold my daughter. He's like, oh, and 
I, eventually, you'll see. I'll get this guy. Uncle Marvin. He needs it. He, he's doing I, a good I, job. He's such an angry guy, you know, at, at certain times that he needs like that, that kind of baby to calm him down. I he's actually angry when he holds my daughter. And my daughter loves it. Like he's like yelling at people and whatever. And my daughter is just laughing. So, you know, maybe angry Marvin's not the worst. <laughs> uh, it's a great guy to have to have your back. Hey, man. Benil, thanks so much, man. Good to see you in the gym, Benil. Good to see you. Working yeah, out, thanks, man. brother. Good to see you, too. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. What a nice guy. Nice guy. And uh, I don't know if he was always like this and we didn't pay attention or if this is something that's kind of came around, um, but he's a great interview, man. Isn't he fun to talk to? Like some of these guys, like you love them. They're great guys, but you're just like, the, the interviews are just, they don't, you know, you know, you know. guy's insightful. He's smart. Wow. I like the way he was breaking down. Now I want to see that fight even more. Cause I'm the one thing about not only him, but also Islam is that, they're both going to follow Charles down. And, ah, uh, dude, mm-hmm. some of my favorite fights take place on the floor as far as technically. Fights mm-hmm. that you, most guys point to a fight like, oh, that's fight of the year, this one. I like fights like, I like Ben Askren versus uh, Damian Maya. Mm-hmm. I like Damian Maya versus Jake Shields. I like, I like extreme skill down there like just oh things happen and i'm like oh i'm a plot of reversal i just i love that stuff yeah yeah oh, that damian maya versus ben Askren was verse that was like an old school jujitsu versus wrestling yeah and then like out of a movie like ben got to use some of his wrestling a big slam where he's and then the jujitsu used by maya with the reversals with the leg lock reversals to the uma it was just it was a you dream. You don't see fights like that as much anymore. But Damian Maya, especially like obviously like in the in like the prime of his career, he was so entertaining to watch. But at the end, like when he was starting to even lose some of his athleticism, but he was still finding ways to get those guys down. I mean, that was that was just like what you you knew like the level of what you were watching. Man, it was enjoyable. Listen, that he's always he's a legend. He is a legend. I hope he does some grappling matches now that I don't know if he's retired from MMA. He said recently that he he might not be and that maybe he would like to come back to the UFC for one more fight. I don't know. I think he, he kind of already said he was retired. I, and then you start talking about like you saw the pool and this and that. I'm not so sure what the deal is there, but I would watch him fight again. Me too. I sure will. I sure would. Listen, did we talk? So we talked a little bit about the main event. We talked about the, uh, the three. We talked about Ioana, uh, Valentina. 
Okay, the first two on the main card. Let's just let's just talk about that really quick. Are you familiar with these gentlemen? Go ahead, read read one. Whoever you want to start with, Jack Della Madalena. Yes, uh, you know those guys. Like everybody talks about their guys. Yeah, you know everyone's like, oh, you know, of course. Like yes, we got yes. this guy in the gym. You know, he's doing this. He's doing that. Um, but then you know there are certain guys where like it's it's like you've been in the sport long enough that. Uh, you can tell when it's like, oh, yeah, you know, we're just talking up our guys in the gym. And then you can t- tell when, like, people are really excited about this guy. Yes. Jack De La Maddalena. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but that's okay, because you don't say any names right. So I'm, <laughs> I'm safe either way. Uh, a lot of guys are excited about Jack Della. We'll just call him Jack Della. And uh, the guy he's fighting is Ramazan Amiev. Yes. He's not an easy fight, man. I mean, you know how those guys are from Russia. They're, they're well-rounded. Oh. He's big. Um, not an easy guy to look good on. So the UFC is not really doing Madalena like, any easy favors here, but I've been told to really, really keep an eye on this guy. You know, he's, he's special. What, and what camp is he coming out of Jack? Though? So he is from Australia. I don't know if city is city kickboxing. I don't think it's he so is. funny. It's like anybody from Australia, like is that city kickboxing? Because they have too many guys. They have, they have like a, <laughs> yeah. I don't think he is. I don't think he is. He might be with Volk's team with like Joe Lopez. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm blanking on his team, but he's from Perth, uh, Australia, and I hear he's really good, man. 25. He won his UFC debut with a counter left hook knockout three minutes in. First, first round, first round. And uh, even though uh, uh, Ramazan is uh, coming off a loss, it was a decision loss, you know? And then before that, he had a win. So, And that was a split decision loss. And the guy's got 25 fights, you know? I mean, how often do you see, like, uh, Jack is 25. It's only his second fight in the UFC, taking on a guy with 25 fights like that. Sometimes that experience is worth it a ton. So I'm, ex- I'm looking forward to that fight just because of how much I've heard about, about Jack. And then Manel Kopp and Rogerio Bontarin is just a great fight. Kopp is like finally showing he kind of like scuffled a little bit early in his UFC career, you know, where it wasn't getting going. And now you're, you're now you're seeing the results to match like the potential that this dude has. Uh, that'll be a good fight. There's a couple of, uh, he's coming off a couple of knockouts here. Manuel, he, he knocked out. Uh, Zo- Z- <laughs> yes, Zuma- go ahead. Zuma- Zuma- out. Jalgas Jumagulov, yeah. Jumagulov, oh, that was close. Yeah. And he took out Osborne, too. O'Day Osborne, yeah. That's a very innocent man. Oh, and Brendan Allen as the main in the prelims. Mm-hmm. I like that, fighting, uh, who's that, Jacob Malcolm. Jacob Malcolm, Dude, listen, I'm looking forward to the fights, Brett. Yeah, it's a solid, it's a solid card. I mean, it's not one of those ones like, uh, you, you know some of those cards are blockbusters. Like, I would not call this one a blockbuster. Yeah, but this is just a solid up and down card. I really do like that. The main card is is, is solid. I can't wait to see uh, Joanna back in action. If that fights anyone like the first one versus whatever's Wei Lee, we're in for something special. Uh, Hopefully, there's no balloon head action. I hate seeing it like that. That was hard to watch, but uh, what a fight! Mm -hmm. And the main event, man. I mean, you don't want to label old school versus new school, but I don't think he'd be offended if you do say old school. I think you can well, in this Teixeira, yeah. I, I just can't say enough about the guy. As a human being, he's such a dude. He's a fucking as humble, laid back as you come, dude. Humble, nice dude. He's yeah. at the amateur. I run into him at the amateur events. 
Yeah. Yeah. And like, you'll just somebody come up behind me and put me in a choke. And he's got like a, a cap on. He's in shorts. I'm like, yo, you're the, the champ is here. Anybody realize the champ is here? He's such a great guy. You know how one door shuts and another one opens? You see what I have here? It's a little espresso cup. That's an yeah. espresso cup. Okay? okay. I had, when I was in Florida with my family, we were in like these little, uh, what the, the docks, the Greek docks, what do they call it? The water docks? I don't know what, the, I don't know what you call it. But it's the little Greek area and there's these little stores. And I seen this little, and I had it up until recently and it started giving way and it started chipping off so I couldn't drink out of it anymore. But I seen this, this coffee cup of an old school Star Wars with all the bounty hunters with Boba Fett and the fucking other guy with the fucking thing wrapped around. And it was so cool. And I seen it up in the thing. Oh, sir, get me that. And I would be drinking it during the podcast. But yeah. then it started like chipping off in my mouth. And I'm like, oh, I must have been through this fucking 70s. So I retired it and I left it at my school. So then sure enough, right, this guy who's a fan of the show, he listens to Unfiltered. Nice guy. His name is Guy, Italian guy. He's, he's from New Jersey. The show got him through a hard time. He's got this an espresso machine that'll change my life. And it's uh, he made it because he's from Naples and he wanted to taste like like homemade and he can't uh, espresso and he can't get it from the Nespresso machine. You know, I think he's full of shit. I don't know who the guy is. He shows up at my school the other day. He brought me this machine. Brett, the fucking thing is delicious. Mm-hmm. I took my Nespresso machine. I threw it on the floor. I got that in my living room now, in my uh, kitchen. And then he brought these cute, just when I lost my nice antique Boba Fett, he brought these little espresso cups for me. Wow. It, really well done, too. Did he? Did, are those self-made? Did he make those or he just found them and bought them? Yeah. These are store-bought because he knows he's dealing with a man-child. But he listens to the show. But I'll tell you, you know, I lost the other and I got this little cute thing. Let's make we'll get this cut out of the show. I'm only, okay. Brett, what do you what do you want to promote, bro? Anything you promote? want? Anything you want to plug? Come on, man. Are you what uh, a uh, podcast you're doing? Any shows you're doing? Yeah, well, I do a weekly uh, gambling show. Uh, on, on hey, where where can we listen to this? Or watch that's this? on that's on YouTube. We go up and down every uh, every fight on the UFC cards. Ian Parker's on there with me. He knows his stuff, man. He's he's been hitting a lot of, of bets. So we do like best bets, parlays. We I know do we pick up talk. every single one. You know, you know I know Parker used to train out in Long Island. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's been around the sport for a long time, man. Yeah. He, he actually used to sponsor some guys a long time ago. 100%. Um, so, yeah, I do that. And then uh, I've got some stuff coming out. Like, I got a written story on uh, Yoana and Wei Li. Like, I, I, I talked to a lot of people that were around the fight, getting, like, their memories of it. So, it's almost like kind of reliving the fight through all of their eyes. You know, like, Mike Brown, Yoana, Wei Li. Um, DC's in there. And that, that's, a, that's a podcast? John Annex in there. It's a written story. It'll be on ESPN.com. Yeah. Uh, when is that coming out? Uh, that comes out Friday. Comes out Friday, the day before the fight. Oh shit, man! Well, listen, dude. Congrats and thanks for thanks for stepping in, bro. I really appreciate you coming in, coming on. Of course, man. Of course. Um, enjoy enjoy your daughter's birthday, man. That's very. We're cool. gonna have a great time, man. We're gonna have a great time. We're doing some jujitsu later, you know, and then maybe uh, whatever dinner that she wants. I think she wants tacos. And the fights UFC two seventy five this weekend. Texera versus uh, Prohaska. How did I do that with Prohaska? Did I pronounce that okay? I think you nailed it, actually. Yeah, I did yeah. it okay. Brad Okamoto, thank you so much, brother. Awesome, man. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Right, man. Take care. Take care, everyone. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? 
Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that the U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut. If you think you can, visit Airforce.com to learn more.